I'm never, never really sure how to follow Micah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's pray. In the name of our loving, liberating and life-giving God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Before I continue in responding to the Gospel, um, the, the hymn that we sang uh, has a refrain. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then it goes, hallelujah. And so each time we come to the end of the verse, I'm ready to go, hallelujah. <laughs> and, and so I thought, it must be after the second verse. And, uh, no, it's not. Maybe it's, uh, we've, we've saved it all until the end, until we get to that. But it's, it was really interesting because it actually builds that expectation that we want to offer hallelujah. We, we want to offer praise to God. So it was a brilliantly done, absolutely brilliant done. You've raised the expectations. And at other other parts of the service we will say and we will sing hallelujah so uh thank you uh, it was a real lesson it was a real lesson for me <laughs> yeah for more than 70 countries in the world father's day is celebrated on the third sunday in june however for four countries in the pacific australia new zealand fiji and papua new guinea father's day is celebrated on the first sunday in september which is today so for all of you who are dads, stepdads, foster dads, granddads, poppies and father figures, we give thanks for you and for the blessing you are in the lives of those children and grandchildren who look to you for support. However, as we do this, I recognize that there are some in our congregations who have longed to be parents, but this has not been possible. So the Father's Day focus of this day is tough for them. Similarly, some people have not had a positive experience of being fathered and instead of being sustained have experienced sustained indifference and even abuse. Consequently, there can be an understandable mixture of hurt, grief and anger about past and present experience and these contribute to what some psychologists identify specifically as a father wound. I've often wondered how those who have had a traumatic experience of being fathered feel about calling God Father and through the years have learned much from listening to them. Some people embrace the understanding of God as Father because their own experience of being fathered has been so awful, while others, because of their experience, cannot name God as Father and instead use other terms like Creator, Loving God, and Holy One. According to Matthew's Gospel, when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he referred to God as your Father five times before introducing the prayer that we know as the Lord's Prayer. And in this we're invited to begin our prayer, Our Father, Our Father in Heaven. This naming of God as Father or Dad, if we use the Aramaic word Abba, was such a radical departure from the naming of God over many centuries by Jewish faith and teaching. In this, God was considered too powerful to be limited by a name. So remember when Moses asked God at the burning bush who it was that was sending him back to Egypt, the best he got was, I am who I am. Tell him I am has sent me. But understanding God as a heavenly father is an important aspect of Christian belief. And there are two biblical references I'd like us to bear in mind as we think about God as father. One of the parenting practices of northern England used to be that the father of the family was the dispenser of discipline at home. Just wait till your father comes home. <laughs> was well, not necessarily understood as something to look forward to <laughs> because the physical penalty for playing up would be delivered by the father. It could be an open-handed smack 
for a number of strikes from a belt, but for sure it was going to hurt. So Father, as punisher for breaking the rules, and God, as punisher for breaking the commandments, seemed to sit pretty well side by side. However, Jesus not only named God differently, he suggested a much more generous and loving understanding of God. I think particularly of the parable he's remembered sharing in Luke's gospel known as the prodigal son. This is rightly one of the best known parables and an alternative name could be the parable of the loving father. In this the father is treated shamefully by the younger son. But when that same son comes back broken by the choices he's made his father does not give him a thrashing. He does not write him out of the family will or lecture him about where he went wrong. Instead, he welcomes him home with a hug and a kiss. He gets him some new clothes and throws a huge welcome home party. If you've forgotten the parable, I do encourage you to reread it this week and you'll find it in the 15th chapter of Luke's Gospel. Tom and Nicole, please make notes right now. <laughs> I interpret that parable of the loving father, the prodigal son, to mean that God, like a loving father, never stops loving us even when we make terrible choices in life. God, like a loving father, never stops loving us and is always ready to welcome us home into a loving hug and a new chapter of life. I think today's gospel, at least the first part that Ken shared with us, develops this radical understanding of a God who loves way beyond our human capacity to understand. It's another parable, and in this Jesus tells his listeners about a shepherd who not only recognizes when one of his sheep has gone missing, he leaves the rest of the flock to go and find the one who's lost. When we bring these two parables together, we're given some extraordinary insight into the nature of God. God not only waiting like a father to welcome home a willful child, but also like a shepherd seeking out those who have become lost or entangled in thorns. I wonder how you would express your understanding of God. Do you lean more towards the God who punishes rule breakers together with their children and their children's children or more towards the loving father who is willing to forgive the unforgivable and the shepherd who will actively seek us out when we lose our way? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands but I'm hoping that you lean towards the second one. <laughs> Friends, let's pray. Loving Father, compassionate shepherd, we give thanks for the mystery and gift of our lives and for those who have raised us and cared for us. In your grace, help us to be more generous in our loving this week and more diligent in our seeking out of those who've lost their way. We pray in the name of the one who taught us, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Jesus Christ, our Lord.